Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to this. Season 5 of Mystery on the Rocks, or as we're now calling it, History on the Rocks. <laughs> oh, what, is that what? a hint? Is that a hint? Is that a hint? It is a slight hint. Hello, welcome to Season 5. We hope you've had a good break. We've had a lovely time. I was feeling like, I was listening back to the to the, the season finale, and um, <laughs> it was like last day of school shapes. You know what I mean? It was oh, like bringing it was in like board games. Break, yeah, break in for horror. It was. Yeah, we're all, de- we're all dressed in non uniform. Scramble. <laughs> scramble, 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 scramble. Someone's brought in um, uh, a Ziploc bag full of popcorn, and we've all had a good time. <laughs> They've laid out the One, paper towels. Oh, <laughs> once uh, someone brought in Cadbury's chocolate clairs, mm. bag of them, and they were, they put some on every desk. Yeah, and um, oh. uh, David Barlow who. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced. David Barlow wasn't a little touched. Um, he started crying, yeah. and Mrs. McGregor went, "What are you crying for, David?" He did used to cry a lot, so she wasn't going, "What are we crying for?" Oh right, she she was what are you like, crying for, David? Me. And he went, "We're not allowed to eat sweets at school." <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking loser! I did. We were like seven, and I do. I. I I really remember it really well because I remember thinking, "What a fucking moron!" Yeah, <laughs> like, just eat eat your Cadbury's chocolate eclair and yeah. get and on with your shut life. Shut up, mate! It was someone's yeah. birthday. Yeah. It was just someone's birthday. Did anybody chew one of their baby teeth out with it? Because that happened. Oh, very Whoa. probably. Because that very happened. Uh, that happened to Adam Collins in uh... in a Cadbury's chocolate. Eclair. No, it was a wham bar. It was a wham bar. <laughs> oh, are they notoriously he, uh, quite tough bars? He bit he? into yeah, but yeah, they're tough bars, Masood. You have to be a hard bastard. The thing about wham bars, and for a while they did those really sour iron brew chew bars as well. Yeah. But, yes. Um, uh, the thing about those is, is, is that depending on the temperature, the consistency was very changeable. And right. You yeah, they're either, very viscous. You could either snap one off, or mm, it was very okay. gooey, and you could stretch it like mozzarella. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it was tough, and it would take your baby teeth out. Well, ah. this is—I'm I'm googling the wham bar now. Why have I not got any fucking? You know, and, I'm going to do it on my computer. Uh, I reckon actually, uh, I'm going to make it my mission this season. This is my season five mission to yeah. try and recreate the taste of a wham bar in a cocktail. You well, can't do it. I as I wrote way, that, I reckon cocktail no was the very second search term. Well, was it? Yeah. Oh, oh somebody already done it. Don't tell me. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to experiment. Oh, I suppose yeah, that you could use pretty... like bubble gum syrup or something. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I reckon. But Adam I Collins, it. like, I think he said something and was trying to be, trying to be hard, and he kind of like made a point, and he was like, 
and then, and then he then put it into his wamba, and then it took it, it took his, it took one of his baby, not like milk teeth out with it. Bloody <laughs> it hell! Like, it so really undermined him. Yeah, very much, very much. Yeah, and then and then he said, and then he said, "What do I do now?" <laughs> Someone puts his hand on his shoulders like, now you are a man. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it was me. I said, oh, you should probably go and see Mrs. Hewitson. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, so he went to the teacher to say, what can I do about this? As if, as if it was sort of like... Like a complaint. Demanded compensation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where there's blame, there's a claim. Yeah. It's a wham bar. Where there's yeah, yeah. wham, there's a... a uh, there's a slam <laughs> of your teeth coming out I don't know no, forget it just no. forget I started that just let's just move on I was thinking where there's I wham there's blam and that there's works blam. in the West Midlands there's, I yeah. like it blam meaning yeah. money no blam meaning blame oh oh yeah I forget where there's wham there's blam no, I they feel like you made that one up, Chris. Oh, yeah, we don't, I feel we like you've stretched that. <laughs> what, Masood's there no, going... blam means I've, blame. Masood's going, I've rumbled you, Chris. I think no, you've blame. made where there's wham, there's blam up. <laughs> I just feel like no one walks around saying blam meaning blame in no, the they Midlands. Don't. Do you know what, actually? Um, um, blam means, like, shoot, doesn't it, in uh, in Batman? Oh, yeah, yeah. Blam. Yeah, they're like, blam. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's a descriptive term. An as, onomatopoeic? Like, no. Yes, yeah. yeah. There is a... Yeah, literally. There is a black country yam-yam word that is blart. I don't know whether you know what that means. It's is a, it about the second a, name of about, a mall cop? <laughs> yeah, it's about a security guard in a mall and he gets kicked it by a horse. But, it's really dramatic. But that's why that's why poor blart mall cop plays very differently in the West Midlands. <laughs> I was gonna... What does blart mean? It is mean, it a shit? No, it means cry. It means cry. Oh, so poor cry. If, like, if you're crying, yeah. someone says, why am you blarting? Why am you blarting? What are you blarting for? Wow. Chris, stop making up I'm accents not, and I'm words. Not. Listen, <laughs> it's like a if different if there's country, any, isn't If there's any people, yeah. if there's any yam-yam listeners to Mystery on the Rocks, please let, please, please back me up. Uh, please also join the Twitter and announce yourself as a yam-yam listener. I'd love to see that. I'd really yam, love to yam, see the, our feed. And oh, yeah, we're listening to Mystery on the Rocks. Um, yeah. Then yam, yam. There's going to be like two of them, and then we're going to end up doing a live show there to just them. I, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, we the go Midlands. to Dudley Town Hall. I envision also a future <laughs> where that accent somehow becomes racist. And I, it, there's something quite funny about the, the world where it's like, And people you play this episode. That. People play this episode and they're like, back in 2021, this was deemed acceptable. And yeah. Chris is like, Cancel. why are you blotting? And then there's just a commentator going, it's chilling now to listen to. Yeah. But back then, the laughter of Chris and Masood, who have since been cancelled, was considered Valid. It's, and just like cut to someone like in, someone being interviewed, be like, "Am you thought it was funny?" You <laughs> know. Like, oh yes, well, we should probably introduce ourselves. Uh, <laughs> With me as uh, always, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a while. Probably, we've been on a season break. We've probably Sorry, got everybody. a load of new listeners after we lusted after Kenny Brenny. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Brenny. Brenny petition to make that the nickname. Kenny <laughs> Brenny. Um, the fantastic voices you are hearing along with mine are the amazing Suze Kempner. Hello. And the incredible Chris Stokes. Hello. <laughs> You're right. And I'm, of course, Masood Miles. Hello, hello. I think we should do Mystery on the Rocks where we all do each other's sports. So you guys Each other's do... sports? I haven't got a sport. Diving. But Which yeah, I stopped when I was 14. I'm... I mean, yeah, like, well, I haven't done that... it. So what? 23 that's years ages. has been. Yeah. I haven't. I that's haven't done ages. A... I haven't done a high board dive in 23 years. Well, you don't have to. Masood's going to. I'm going to do it for you because oh, you're going to do better than I ever was. 
I'm going to play tennis. I would assume a suit and... is a swimming cap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, as, as Sunil Patel once put it, like a little brown egg. <laughs> I, uh, he's right, oh. though. I have worn a swimming cap. I used to go swimming quite a bit, and I did get a swimming cap. Because this hair doesn't get, doesn't really it's not very aerodynamic. Yeah, what happens if you get it very wet? It just it's oh what? Quite a, so you were racing? Uh, well, no, I was just I was just uh, Masood's racing. Masood's people. racing people that he that they didn't know he was they racing know. them. And I He's and like, I get to the end of the pool way, and I'm just like I fist pump and just be like yes, <laughs> even though they didn't. He does this. He gets to the end of the pool and then he yeah. looks up at a, an imaginary screen. And he's going... And then goes... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he sees the time and he does that. He and he points like, and he's like... Yeah. Oh, the head and the hands with the tears. Like, oh. And then I walk Hug over... Your coat. He hugs his coach, but it's just a lifeguard. He's like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> then I just walk Also, over I imagine someone. Masood goes to swim in like the... Uh, in like the kind of pool that average Joe's gym might have. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly the gym. That's exactly where I go. Sorry, it's got you moss go in it. The ver- yeah, you got to go through the Veruca bath before. It's a- oh, oh god! I was talking to somebody about that, and this might be like, when did they phase those out? I didn't know they did. I don't think they have. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of swimming years. pools that I've been to recently where they don't have them at all, and that's because that's Verucas We're talking are like 15 over. Years. Have we cured Verucas? Are Verucas yeah, they're, done? they're over. They're like smallpox. They're done. Yeah, they're I'm over. pretty sure they're done. Well, I, I never had my Veruca vaccine, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember... we were just lucky. The rest of us did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want that stuff in my veins. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, my body, my choice. <laughs> I had to eat so many Verucas just to keep you safe. Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> Look at Masood imagining eating a Veruca, uh, like a little, like a little pick, disc. Picking root. it out of the uh, well, they have roots, don't they? You'd pick them out, and they'd be like they'd have a little root in them. Oh, uh, like a little um, horrible tree made out of rotting flesh. I've never had one. I had two. You never had a Veruca. Yeah, never got one. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. As a child doing um, a lot of swimming and diving in the 90s, I had yeah. loads of Verucas. Chris the, was just like a Veruca boy. I was imagining like I'm not exaggerating. I once had to go swimming wearing a pair of Veruca socks. Oh, no. fucking legend. What, and two on each foot? Water. One on each foot, yeah. One on I, each. I thought I you had... meant like to double. I thought you doubled up. I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I don't want. He, he was like, I don't want any of these. I'm being extra out. safe, baby. Yeah, <laughs> two on each plate. That's right. <laughs> I mean, this is for you, Paul. <laughs> and then I, I like, I'm des, I'm desperate for you guys. Have you ever been on a horse, either of you? No. Oh, when I was probably about four, and I've got a vague okay. memory of it, but I think okay, I was just okay. kind of put there and steadied on it. Gotcha. You weren't. Was, you yeah. didn't. There wasn't a point where you were like, no. "Yeah, I steered a horse." Around. I never cantered. Never cantered. Oh, oh no. I mean, yeah, probably uh, similar. When I was quite young, put on a horse, but not not ridden properly. I mean, get <laughs> get on that horse. Go to the shops. Buy me some <laughs> cigarettes. And some, yes. I really like the idea that it's just a new thing we find out with Masood he's like yeah I used to ride a horse down the shops well, the that's shops. the only riding I've done that's the other, yeah, <laughs> yeah in Hong Kong we day. had a horse and I used to ride down the shops you might know him actually his name was Everest Milton I'm like Masood that's the greatest that's the greatest show jumper I lo- of I love time. the idea yeah, actually that, um, I love the idea that actually one of the reasons that Masood's mum had to move to Hong Kong initially was because she stole sugar she's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? At this point, I, I probably would believe that. Uh, Masood, you know? Yeah, uh, things Masood, got out of hand. Masood, Masood, went, to the, uh, Masood went to the news agents on Sugar. 
<laughs> no one was any the wiser. I just thought it was a big cat. I had no idea. <laughs> we had to get down the shops. It felt normal at the time. Yeah, it was totally he was eventually normal. sold to John Whittaker, uh, who had a lot of success as far as I know. Yeah, yeah you guys, well, I'm getting you on a horse. I know the horse. He's called Hobnob. It's going to happen. Hobnob. Ooh. <laughs> Amazing. A lot of fun. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? What do you have, uh, Chris? I have got... What do you think that looks like? That looks like a kind of espresso coffee. martini type. You are um, halfway there. Mm-hmm. So what this espresso. is, is uh, there, there is indeed a measure of espresso in there. Ooh. Actual actual espresso. Um, and then there is uh, smoky whiskey. Oh, yum, yeah. yum, 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 yum. And salted caramel vodka. Whoa, <gasps> that sounds incredible. You just poured yourself a decadence. And yeah. I, well, I was thinking about what to call it. Decadence yeah. is... So the salty caramel vodka came from the Lakes Distillery, which is a, oh, a yes. distillery in the Lake District, which yes. does uh, English whiskey. But mm-hmm. also, obviously, you have to wait before you can sell your whiskey. So they make other stuff in the meantime, so they could sell immediately from when they opened. Yeah. Yes. Gin and vodka. And they, the salty caramel vodka intrigued me. And it's tasty, and it mm. works really well with the coffee and the smoky whiskey. So it, the smoky whiskey is Scotch, by the way. It's not from the Lakes Distillery, oh, but okay. it is nice. like it hits bitter for the coffee, sweet mm. from the salty caramel, and smoky with the whiskey. It is a taste whiskey. sensation. Yeah, mm. I, it feels very much like the kind of thing I wish a chain coffee shop would do. I have <clears throat> a another suggestion for the name because they're equal measurements. Yeah. I'd like to call it a perfect decadence. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. good. It's good. That's good. A perfect decadence. That's good. Nice. What have you got, Suze? <clears throat> I got a cucumber delight. Ooh. Oh. Is it found water it with cucumber in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. That's what I call it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> water, water, lovely drink. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> our complete non-plus faces when you did that. It like, was Susie's little, Susie's little chuckle that made that for me. Actually, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, hmm. so it's the same face I give to Lucy if she does something that's kind of amusing <clears> for her. Then I'm like. Yeah, we've got to yeah. go now, so... <laughs> well, you've done your little turn and now we're off. Orange liqueur, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like a margarita. Uh, one and a half parts orange liqueur, one part gin, half part lime juice, and then cucumber, and then top it with tonic water. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there's, yes, there's a kind of uh, margarita And then base. lots of ice. It's very... that I've just tasted it. It's really nice. It's sort of halfway between a margarita... And like a really nice gin and tonic. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. it's very. That sounds very it's, nice. It's really nice. I like if the weather was nice, this would be lovely. And it's a, a long drink, listener. It's a it's very a, long. It's a tall. I've drink. got it in a highball dr- glass. Can't say glass. Um, when when the weather's nice again, I'll drink this in my garden. Yeah, that sounds great. I kind of want. I want one now. I'll go get some. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, sh- I I shouldn't have written it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> What about you, Masood? Why are you, uh, what are you drinking? I'm, I'm I'm really pulling in the real uh, the real basic uh, the basic bitch wagon here. I got a, that looks lovely. It's lovely. It's a, yeah, it's a it cosmopolitan. You got a oh. Cosmo? Yeah, yeah. I Masood's having Masood's haven't had a Cosmopolitan which... on the show at all. We've never no, had one. I've never drunk one. This might life. be the first appearance of the Cosmopolitan on Mystery on I've the Rocks. I've never had one. Season five. Season Cosmopolitan. five. Cosmopolitan. Should we all go out for Cosmos? We and then we can be like, which one from Sex and the City are you? And Masu's like, I'm Charlotte because I'm so pure. I and am Chris is like, We've definitely I'm done Carrie because Mr. Big does my head in. And I'm like, I'm 
um, I'm the gay one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, got the Cynthia bald Nixon's gay bloke. One? No, no, the bald gay. No, guy. she's gay in real life, but yeah. I'm the one. I'm I'm Stanford from Sex and the City, <laughs> who's just like, hi girls, and that's what I do when I arrive and see you both. I go, hi girls. <laughs> Sex and the City, starring uh, Mystery on the Rocks, drinking Cosmos like fucking arseholes. It could work. It could definitely work. I would love to see that version. It's gonna of the show. work. So, Chris, what do you have for us at the at the beginning of season five? Yeah, what this is this incredible... season? Well, what could it be? What, what could it be? be? We're going to start from one one case, and also this isn't just the first episode of season five. This is our hundredth case. What? Yeah. So we already did the hundredth episode back in season four, but not all our episodes have been cases. This is our hundredth yes. case. Our hundredth case. Hundredth case. Uh, so what a way to kick off season five! And we thought, let's start here. Work our way chronologically forwards and see if we can link this one to uh, another one, another biggie, yeah. almost 100 years later. Yes. And see I if hope we you can like connect. themes because they're back. And <laughs> see if we you. can connect the dots. Yes. So this is kind of vaguely a... Uh, well, yeah, we're starting in 1916 mm-hmm. and we're going to go nearly 100 years Did in the you? future and see if we can connect the dots. And... It's vaguely going to be the geopolitics of the 20th century, I guess. Yes. That, might, that sounds a bit wanky for us, doesn't it? But um, No, we're a serious podcast where you get your history and mystery. Yeah. Speak for yourself, Chris. Masood Sips, a cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> so. i got Freddie Mercury's ass behind me. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a cardboard cut of Freddie Mercury and his ass is always just over my shoulder. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, it's probably one of my favourite things that I know that he's just there. He's just there. Yeah. I, I did, when I, um, I did it, this, my last uh, lockdown Zoom gig was about a month and a half ago mm. and I got halfway through the gig and the audience were there in the Zoom and a woman just went, oh, it's Freddie Mercury. I thought it was Hitler. <laughs> in jeans. And like, like literally like. Hitler what? in jeans. Brilliant. Yeah. I love. And, it, yeah. and it's so obviously Freddie Mercury. Of course it is. <laughs> it's, it's like also, a famous it, it's picture. Like, it's, like, it's like quintessential Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Mm. He's got a vest on. Like, oh, is it Hitler in a vest with an arm, a leather arm bracelet? Like. <laughs> Could you imagine Hitler working the Nuremberg crowd like that? Yeah. yeah like, oh, ooh. my God. Yeah. He's like, hammer the fall. Hero grew. <laughs> Tall and proud in the shadow of a mushroom cloud. Lift one your dream, heads. one vision. <laughs> um, Fat bottom girls. <laughs> he he probably didn't like them. He probably liked them all skinny and waist like. Yeah. So, Chris, we're starting in 1916. We're starting who, in 1916. Who, I figured this was a good what? one. This was a good one to kind of start with because mm. I feel like it might be. A snowball, yes. potentially. Mm. Ooh, a good Christmas cocktail. Ooh, that's a bingo. Ooh, that's a bingo. <laughs> um, Is that how you say it? That's a bingo? <laughs> Did you say bingo? That's two episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah, that is two episodes in a row. We've done that. It's been, it's been a long time since the last episode. Yes. It, it's been like three every... years since the last episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Um, I can't believe we recorded no, uh, that back I thought we would start with the mad monk himself. Oh Rasputin! My God. Rah, rah, Rasputin! Oh. Biggest dick I've ever seen! 
I, uh, I've definitely been doing my research and listening to plenty of Boney M. Uh, <laughs> by the rivers of Babylon. Oh, is that, is that the one? Because <laughs> of that. Mary's boy child, Jesus Rasputin. Christ. His dad was Rasputin. <laughs> There's a guy in Boney M, and I don't know what he does except for dance awkwardly. Oh, no, that is all he does. There's I a think great... he's just a dancer. He's like Bez. Um, Wasn't I he think... the brother that... The oh, mum really? made having the bat. He was bony. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was M. I always thought bony it was M. Because they used to be called Boney and the M's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, Daddy Cool. There's like a video of it and he just dances. He, that's all he does. Rescue. Rescue Rescue. Does anybody know why they decided to do a song about Rescue Because it's a oh, weird sell, it? I think. I know. It's Yeah. It's like... Uh, Imagine that you go to the, the the production company, you're like, yeah. So it's about this guy. Yeah, he had a big dick. He was Russian. He had a huge dick. This might be uh, an unpopular opinion, but that song is, um, I don't like it. Chris, so, what the fuck is wrong? What is it about? No, and like. I tell you what, I like. I I think it, is it the key change? Uh, <laughs> Chris hates key changes. He no, it's the weird guy that's just stuff. dancing. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's. It goes, okay, so they've gone, oh, do you know what? I mean, someone was obviously reading a book about Rasputin. And they're yeah. like, I'm reading this book about Rasputin. And then someone started going, rah, rah, Rasputin. Oh, Rasputin. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Oh, my God, it's the original Hamilton. I think this is great. Rah, rah, Rasputin. And then what's the next line? <laughs> Lover of the Russian queen. Yeah, you're onto something. What's the next line? And then that guy <laughs> who dances all the time goes, there was a cat that really was gone. <laughs> and it's like yes yes mate that's the line we'll put oh we'll, hi Boney we'll put it in pencil though because we might think of a better one they didn't think yeah. of a better one they didn't think they of a better one that's did, what that's what they pin- just went out and drank as soon as it goes yeah. to there was a cat that really was gone I'm like I don't like oh, that there was a cat that really was gone it's a song you can't kill either like you can't kill Rasputin you can't well, kill well no exactly yeah. but I mean like there are other lines that they could have put in that wouldn't have been less crazy than the song like Ra Ra Rasputin lover of the Russian queen you've already set your stall out it doesn't yeah, that's Chris not, are yeah. you trying out your tight five no. Rasputin <laughs> I have a funny feeling <laughs> no is. these are all just thoughts that are occurring to me right now Chris goes on stage hey to, right real talk does Rasputin. anyone remember the 1970 song by Boney M Ra Ra Rasputin, Rasputin. And, he, right. and Chris like loses his mind because people are like yeah I remember it why are you bringing it up he's like oh no you meant to go yes like yeah. yes finally someone's talking about Chris is like right real talk Matt, I, I roll my Mark, sleeves what up. Do you think? I'm like, all right, this has been a long time <laughs> coming. I think someone should say it. He's shadow boxing off stage, and I'm stood <laughs> with like, I'm stood with another comic. I'm stood with like, I don't know, Sunil, yeah. and he's going. Sunil's going. Chris? That's history. Because it is. That's his. He's like, what's Chris doing? I go, oh. Okay, so he's he's written a type five for Rasputin. Yeah. He's really excited to try it out. He thinks it's going to be a comedy game changer, and he's like, "What for him? No, for comedy." No, for comedy. <laughs> and he does Chris it. Is, and I'm like, "Please welcome to." This. I'm comparing for some reason. Please welcome to the stage, Chris Stokes. And Chris is like, and he's hitting his chest like the Olympic swimmers do. He comes on, he's all red because he's been hitting himself. Wearing a swimming okay. cap. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little egg. Yeah, yeah. No, he, up. It's a little egg from the back of the room. And he's like, and and then and it really throws Chris off. And he's like, oh wait, what <laughs> just was Masu I, going. Uh, he's a, it's a little egg. What was I thinking? Oh no, what was it? <laughs> but the, the, and fuck. it throws me off so much that I go, does anyone remember the song by Boney M from the seventies, Little Egg? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> shit, shit. Uh, and, and, and you just know, you've gone in the distance for ages. Like, <laughs> fuck. 
Damn yeah, it. yeah, and just, just keep saying, just keep. And and, and then and I go on stage. I try and, and save I. it. I go, hey, look, hey, look. We it's been a long time since a lot of us have done comedy, and Chris is like, I've done loads of fucking gigs, you bitch. And I'm like, wow, okay, wow. The whole the whole audience is silent except for me, and I am dying with laughter, like absolutely killing myself. I'm like, Masuda is like, but I, he's like, ah, he's like read. Cape Fear, he's yeah. like Robert De Niro and Cape Fear, Robert De Niro and Cape Fear <laughs> with a cigar. <laughs> and then like, so you can't smoke in here, and he's like, ha ha ha, does that weird De Niro yeah. laugh. <laughs> Oh, make it happen. Uh, I can do that bit if you want next time we gig together. I'd no, Chris, it. I'm saying don't. Oh. So. I like the bit where you went, these are just thoughts occurring to me. These are thoughts, these are just thoughts occurring to me. So Rasputin, our big Rasputin. mad, the mad monk himself. Yeah. He was six foot eight. He wasn't. He, wasn't. he was tallish, though, for the time, wasn't he? Um, he was no, he, yeah. he was just imposing. He had the beard that was yes. like looked he... weird in all photographs. Wherever you put him, in any photograph... Uh, there are photographs of him in the 1800s. There are photographs of him in 1911. That big beard. He'd look weird in any photograph at any point mm. in time. He also had... Me and Rasputin have the same eyes. And it Hang means what... Really? I don't like this. Yeah, I'm going to Google that myself. I'm, I'm doing it. So, Chris... <laughs> oh, my a... God. Yeah, I could play Rasputin in your sketch, Chris. <laughs> when you do your sketch. Okay, so there's a photograph <laughs> oh of... Yeah. Uh, of, of, of... I got my speaking eyes. There's a weird photograph of him dressed in white, surrounded by. Um... Oh, there's a song that didn't take off. <laughs> you said there was a song that really didn't take off. Like uh, there was a cat that really was gone, and it fucked with me. My brain was that like, "That's the song." <laughs> that was a song that didn't take off. <laughs> um, he's surrounded he's, he's by. Dressed in white. He's Where surrounded by Alexander uh, and then her children, and then the nurse. It's a photograph taken in 1908. Because you know how he was. Well, well, we'll get into this, but basically, yeah. the um, uh, the Tsar's. Oh, the Smithsonian one. Is that the one? Oh, here he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty it's on. Terrifying. It's the Wikipedia image, isn't it? I think that the best person oh, to play... There are two people that I would cast as Rasputin. <clears throat> yeah. And it would be Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, He's great. He's a shapeshifter. Or Javier Bardem. I reckon he'd do a good Rasputin. Ooh! Yeah, that's, that's a bingo! Bad, I reckon he would. Yeah. <laughs> yes! So, Chris, you've... Does you've anybody got... know who Rasputin is? I mean, I know you two do. I'm asking we a rhetorical do. question mm. to the listeners. I feel like everyone who hears the word Rasputin... An adult who hears the word Rasputin would go, yeah, and they'd immediately picture him. But I wonder how many people would know what he actually, okay. who he actually did was. Or yeah. What, so yeah, yeah. I, what his um, deal was. As a, as, a, as a little boy in the late 80s and the early 90s who enjoyed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they did uh, uh, an episode where they met the punk frogs. And the punk the frogs punk were frogs. engineered from frogs uh, artificially in the same way that the, the turtles came from turtles, by an accident. But yeah. uh, right. Shredder engineered some frogs, and he called them, like like Splinter had called the turtles after his favourite painters, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, yeah, and Michelangelo. Yeah, he, he was such a dick. <clears throat> what a nerd. What a Shredder nerd. called the punk frogs after four of his heroes. And because Shredder was a, was a baddie, uh, his heroes were villains. Um, and yeah. he called the punk frogs Napoleon, Genghis, Attila, and Rasputin, and that was where I first heard the name Rasputin. One of the punk frogs. Um, so they were jerks. Yeah, they didn't get on with the turtles. There was rivalry. But, like 
was there a did every turtle have a counterpart that was a punk frog and the Michelangelo one was like on fucking heroin and was like Aah! yeah he's like hey yeah he's like hey man uh, can, have you got like five bucks I'll suck your dick man and he's like, whoa 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 <laughs> okay well I mean man, it wasn't it, it was a children's cartoon so no but what none I, of the punk frogs said they'll suck your dick <laughs> <laughs> this cartoon's what the fuck is but, up like, with Chris this cartoon like, it's bullshit no that was in the original <laughs> comics. Oh, right, of course. I I don't remember whether it was that layered or not and whether there was, like, a counterpart frog to the turtles. Oh, yes. They missed a trick. I remember them. I remember remember even as a kid thinking, they're not punks. (laughs) I've just seen a picture of them and they they just just have open shirts. They have Hawaiian shirts on, don't they? They have shirts on? What the fuck is that? They got Hawaiian shirts on. So they were wearing clothes, which means the turtles were permanently naked. Dicks on display! That's why they wanted to suck them. That's why they suck them. Yeah. They're, they're out. That's why and the frogs were like hungry for dick. Ready for the taken. It's, uh, the it's, punk it's, frogs loved I love to meet the fucking poor artist that's like, you gotta make a punk frogs. And he's like, but uh, Hawaiian shirts? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just... Do you know what? You know Bebop and Rocksteady? Yep. Yeah. Banging on the rig. Big time. Big Crushing time. Crushing ass. Those two <laughs> were. Those two were. They loved it. They pumping. were just like. I know what you're thinking. What if Bebop fuck Rocksteady? Do you Chris, remember that? No, that's my material. Not <laughs> you I, that's like something I don't be a joke thief. All right, I, I'm sorry. I, this is being recorded. Chris goes on stage. He's like, I know what you're thinking. What if Bebop fuck Rocksteady? The audience just erupt, carry Chris out of the comedy club on their shoulders, and yeah. I'm just left in there going, Yeah, no fucking way. Yeah. And Masood's like. Don't worry, I got your back. And then the next, and I'm like, thanks, really appreciate it. Next thing I know, I just see a tweet, and it's Masood going, saw the greatest comedy performance I've seen. It's really amazing that he came back from the Rasputin bit. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I go on stage, and I've got a little, I've got a little um, swimming cap on, and I just slap my head, and I go, I'm a little brown egg, and that's it. Why are you even doing your bit, Masood? Everyone left with Chris. You know when you said. If you went on stage and you just you, you popped a swimming cap on and yeah. it was like you know when Sideshow Bob goes swimming and you just sort yes. of like go mm. and it slaps on your head like that. Yeah. And then you've got like this tiny little swimming cap on and a little bit of mm. afro coming out. Yeah. And then you just go I'm I'm a little brown egg. That, <laughs> that is legit like there are acts who were doing less when I started doing open mic. Um <laughs> I'm a little brown egg. Um, I'm a little brown egg wizard. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as he leaves the stage, go, bye. Oh, God, he's walking past. Don't make eye contact. Too cool. He's he's, he's too too cool to talk to us. Stop slapping your head. Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, the reason I brought the punk frogs up was because yeah. that was where I first heard the name Rasputin. Now, yes. I then was like, um, I was like, oh, so I looked at where the names would come from. So Attila the Hun, Genghis Khan, and uh, Napoleon all felt, like, even though Napoleon was more recent than Genghis Khan and Attila mm. the Hun, I felt, well, they're historic. But then you yeah, find out the Rasputin leaders. was in the 20th century <laughs> and um, yeah. he died right? in 1916. Um, mm. And when yeah. you actually think that one of his daughters... Uh, lived until 1977. Oh, That's yeah, mad. in America. Yeah. yeah, as a lion tamer. 
Oh yeah, hell. we could do an episode on her. Well, oh, yes. We're not at 1977 yet. Maybe we will when we get there. But yeah. you that of Scorsese's New York, New York, great film musical, underappreciated. Rasputin's <laughs> direct descendant shared the planet with Scorsese. <laughs> That's mad. <gasps> Basically, for a while, Rasputin has permeated into like legend, despite the fact that he died comparatively recently. Mm. Yeah, he like, does feel <clears throat> like someone from the 1700s. He weighs he? heavy. Yes. He feels like like Vlad the Impaler, or yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, like a, like almost like a mythical being. And there's a lot uh-huh. of legend around him, and that's kind of why I think he qualifies for us to talk about him because absolutely the manner of his death is. Mm. I was, it's it's rasputed, isn't it? It's disputed. <laughs> so, uh, is that in, is that your punchline, mate? I'm building. Uh, uh, yeah, so I do five minutes on the song. <laughs> <laughs> with that, and he's like, "That's what you he, end with." And then, no. and then he's like, on an applause break. Chris goes, "Okay, we've done the song. Now let's do the man." That's what she said, and everyone goes berserk. Can you imagine doing an Edinburgh show, and I call it Rasputed? Yes, I can imagine that, Chris. I can imagine you doing that. Good, because I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh 2022, Rasputed, um, the Chris Stokes experience. Oh, God. No, I, like the idea, I like the idea of doing five minutes on the song, and then ending mm. with the punchline that we're not really sure who wrote it. The no, authorship we, uh, is Rasputed. Oh, oh. And I, yeah, I just imagine, yes, that's exactly what I imagine. The whole audience silent, and then one person oh. go... Oh, for and then I lean, so I lean into the audience, and I take Masood's cigar off him, and I go. <laughs> <laughs> I will happily sit in the front row of every playing of this show. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine it's like it's like two years time, and Chris is like, "Guys, can you come to my gig tonight?" And we're like, "Are you going to do the Rasputin bit?" No. No. And he goes on stage. He goes <laughs> every Bony <laughs> and, and then I'm like, like oh. and so I, I reached into my top pocket and pull out a cigar because I knew he was gonna fucking do it. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Puts <laughs> in, oh, fucking, hell. just yeah. So uh, Rasputin, this sort of like totemic figure of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact, mm, mysticism. Yeah. Well, he was a Russian mystic, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Who he had was... you know a very big ties with the um, very. Big, quite famous Russian family. Oh my God, he was there. The the royal family. Yeah, the the royal family. But uh, the reason that I think he qualifies is because uh, if you, I mean, the biggest story about Rasputin is actually the story of his assassination. Yes. Yes. How that came about because he already had this, like, I mean, they wanted to assassinate him because. Boringly, they just didn't like the influence he had over the royal family. So yeah, they yeah, absolutely. To get rid of him. But because he'd been built up in the press, the Russian press, as a mystic, to sort of like mm. big up this idea of him being a malevolent influence, that legend kind of like carried on. So the story about him dying is the fact that he was really hard to kill. Yes. yes. Um, so <laughs> what what do you know about the story about? About his death? Yeah, because the, the, there are different versions of it. Well, he, so, they tried to assassinate him a few times. Well, yeah. so yeah. So first of all, we'll rewind to 1914. And, <laughs> rewind! And uh, he was stabbed in the stomach. And mm. he was stabbed... By the lady with no nose. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and, um, have you seen pictures of her? No, uh, I, I think I have like a while ago. Look up the lady with no nose. You're about to be mind fucking blown. Masood fancies her. Yeah. <laughs> Are you surprised? Ooh, yeah. Are you surprised? Ooh. Oh my goodness. 
I'm going to look at it again. Yeah, fucking hell, look at her face. It looks like a dent. Yeah, just a mad, dent in her face. Oh, yeah. no, this was a woman that ended up on um, This Morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. I saw That was where I went first. And I didn't mention so, it. So, Connia, you tried to kill Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you try and kill Rasputin? Was he a cat that really was gone? <laughs> Thank What's... you for the question, Phil. <laughs> and then Holly and Phil are like, oh, stop it, we're giggling. <laughs> Klonya Gasova Gaseva is the name of the woman who stabbed him. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. she stabbed him. She was the follower of a like a religious figure who Rasputin had been a protege of, but yeah. the guy had because Rasputin's reputation was that of debauchery. In fact, actually, that's what the name means because he was born. Oh, he no. was born Grigory Yefimovich, but Rasputin oh. actually uh, was a nickname apparently. Oh and, right, yeah. See. So he's just like fucking around the town. People are like, look at that Rasputin over there, and he's like, yeah. Ah. So he was uh, okay. So uh, he was born Grigory Ivanovich, and in nineteen in eighteen seventy two, in a tiny Siberian village. And by the time he had um, full beard, reached the age of fifteen, because he he behaved so badly, mm. uh, the nickname given to him was Rasputin, and Rasputin was apparently Russian for debauchee, as in like somebody who is debauched. That right. I'm going to check now because i i raspute that fact because he, he is basically a, like a giant shitster essentially he just um, sort of wandered I mean, he around was and very, just like what's up yeah. <laughs> he, he was that guy in the 90s he was he was just showing yeah. me like what's up what's up and i was yeah. like oh rasputin's here brilliant okay rasputin was quite a cut up wasn't he he'd show up at society events and just like <laughs> mug off yeah. society people and they'd go like what? No fucking way! You're kidding! Everyone yeah. respects us. You don't at all. And he'd just be like, "Whatever, Minga." And they're like, <laughs> and they loved it. They loved it. They like Russia. Oh my god! They called her. He called her Minga. That guy with the beard. Yeah. I mean, if uh, what I don't understand, it's, it's, it's like it's the, it's the same experience I have if I go into a room full of rich people. They're like, "Look at him. He's not white." <laughs> <laughs> Say something in your funny accent. I'm like, "Oh, do uh, it." And it's just like it's just an accent. So <laughs> we're. Where Rasputin, so about his death, so he was stabbed by this known... Uh, yeah, so this no this wasn't the death. This was an, no, assassination, attempt an assassination attempt two years previously. Yeah. Now, the guy had, who she was a follower of, had denounced Rasputin for his debauchery mm. because uh, uh, rumours had spread that he was having a sexual relationship, not just with the Tsar's wife, but with their children. And, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, they made out like he was this like totem of evil, which has permeated. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, his sexual a... deviancy is like obviously so overblown. Yeah, yeah, it feels very quite legendary. I think because of his involvement with the czars and the well, and the Russian royal family. There's also like, there's, I mean, like, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, not long from now, there was a revolution. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and children the... of the revolution. Yeah, yeah. I've got thoughts about that song song. as well. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not T Rex, Chris. Leave them alone. <laughs> I don't know how they wrote it with such tiny arms. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. How did T-Rex write all those songs with it? How did they reach into the pen pot? Chris, shut up. Oh. And I'm like, get off the fucking stage. You've the ruined this for everyone. The national treasure, you fucking Do you know what I can't believe? You've ruined this for yourself it? and everyone how, else. How, how is like, I feel like this is such... Such a left turn for me, material-wise, to be ended up on stage doing this stuff. Yeah, I'd love... I mean, again, pay to see it. Absolutely. I'll pay your full price, Chris. I'll buy the ticket. Should I do a character act of, of 
of, of just somebody whose material that is. I don't even yes. know what the character is. I mean, the but, character and the, is... And some... the choice turns out to be, like, Chris is like, finally, I'm my true self. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and then that character becomes hyper successful, like, incredibly mm-hmm. successful. And you're on... And he's called, like, Chris Snokes. Yeah. And I'm like, Have you seen Chris Snokes? What, the guy... I'm like, yes, I've seen Chris Snokes. Fucking hell, I saw him be born. It was awful. <laughs> And everyone's like, you're jealous of his success. Then they go and see the actor like, oh, I don't think you are. I think it goes deeper than that. <laughs> there must be something else here. I don't understand. What's the subtext? Because there doesn't seem to be any. <laughs> no, that's the bit. That's the bit. There is no subtext. That's, that's the it. whole that's... thing. And they're like, Masood, have you got a swimming cap on? And <laughs> goes, are you ready? Are you ready? Soon, soon, shall I do it? And I'm like, no. And he goes, little I'm, I'm, I'm Chris's open. <laughs> We've just described the worst comedy show you could ever go and see, and that is Chris Snokes opening for Little Brown Egg. (laughs) Little Brown Egg. (laughs) (laughs) You've sat through Chris Snokes for 25 minutes, and then you get an hour and 15 minutes of Little Brown Egg. Of of me slapping my head with a shower cap. It's like landslide. It's like twee landslide. This is oh worse than God. anything Rasputin ever did. It is. I think this, this might is. be. Th- these are crimes against humanity. Definitely. This is worse than anything that people so, said Rasputin ever um, did. So he was stabbed in the stomach by this yeah. uh, uh, by this fanatic of uh, his previous sort of like mentor. Mentor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who denounced him? So she stabbed him in the stomach, and it looked like he was gonna die. Yeah, and then didn't, um, mm. which was also possible back then. But people thought it was a miracle, and they but were he like, "He it up as well. by he rights he should have died me. from those wounds, but he didn't." Oh my yeah. goodness! Now oh this was already after he had um, a reputation as a mystic because he um, found favor with the Tsar's wife because their son was a was it hemophilia? He was uh, hemophilia. he was a hemophiliac. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, but they didn't really know what that was. Yeah, it was. And un- this is in the era when. Aspirin was quite new. Oh my goodness! And yeah. So yeah. Have you, got, have you got this? Yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. Mm. But you say it. I like this because I, I, I wanted to start with Rasputin because I know that you know a lot about it. I so love Rasputin. We, we can all jump in. It's not yeah. a okay. Okay. So you, well, you, you, you pick up yeah, the aspirin baton, please. They had a the 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 Romanovs had a very sickly son, and he was a hemophiliac. But they didn't really know what that was. The so Romanovs were the royal family, everybody. Yeah. 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 The wonder drug that was around at that time was aspirin, and they were like, it was there was this element of uh, in in society at that time, like aspirin is amazing, it'll cure anything because it would cure a hangover as yeah. well as you can cure a hangover. So they were like, it must be able to cure anything. So they kept giving this kid aspirin, which thins your blood, which is very bad for a hemophiliac, and Rasputin had healing powers because they would get in touch with Rasputin and go, the kid's sick, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And he's like. I will think about how he should be better and don't yeah. give him any medication. Lo and behold, they stopped giving him aspirin and he got better. And then, yeah, exactly. So that kept happening, basically. Yeah. But because they didn't really know how aspirin worked in mm. that regard or understand haemophilia, they, yeah. like, she in particular thought that Rasputin was a miracle worker Yeah, and was single-handedly, by magic, keeping her son Alexei alive. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The other thing that sh- should be said about the Romanovs is... I don't think they were particularly bad people, and as a couple, they seemed to really care about each other. But yeah. that also meant they really bigged each other up. Yep. So, and he was a shitty leader, but he'd always have his wife, who really loved him, uh, they really loved each other, going, "You're doing such a great job, baby," yeah, and it yeah. meant just like <laughs> fucking shite decisions continuously. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, because she'd be like, "That's such a good idea, hon." It's the it's probably yeah. the worst combination of of a, of a power couple in charge of a country. Alexandra, who was the the boy's mother and the czar's wife, mm. um, yeah. she was so convinced that Rasputin was a miracle worker and a, a mystic healing man that uh, he became very 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 quickly because if you got to remember, he was seen as curing their child and yeah. keeping their son alive. That yeah. he became very influential because he was very close to them. So mm. he was able to advise them and all of this sort of stuff. And it mm-hmm. made a lot of people who were already uneasy with how the Romanovs were ruling even more uneasy. And Rasputin became like a, a bogeyman. And that's why he's a bogeyman now. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was a, li- a real life one at the time. He was like, they're like, fuck, this is yeah, the last like, person we want in that position. This, this, yeah. well, this, this is insane when you think about it because Attila the Hun and Genghis Khan while they would have had political cartoons drawn about them, I guess, they don't survive anymore. You can look at the political cartoons about Rasputin. Yeah. Like, all of the topical jokes that were being made. And, I mean, to be fair, because he was a weird-looking man, you could make him look evil. Really yes. easily. Yes. Yeah. And I think Rasputin kind of was like... He went, he was I'm going to lean in. Yeah, I'm going to totally. lean in. Because it like it's sometimes it's good to be infamous. Yeah, mm. it's the one thing I think a lot of people well, don't do enough if they kind of mm. like, you know, like in that Rasputin-y kind of way. Like they're not they're not any Rasputins today, is what I'm saying. And Dominic they're not into Cummings. It. Dominic. Yeah, Cummings? Dominic Cummings is the Rasputin of the modern era. Only unlike Rasputin, he wasn't cool <laughs> or attractive. Rasputin or fucked a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, Rasputin Rasp- crushed. Ah, uh, that got that. his dick wet. Yeah, I got, <laughs> got his dick wet, 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 wet. It was like pa 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 pa. Ah, uh, that uh, gunshots and cum shots from old Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> there were gunshots later on. Mm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and cum shots even earlier. <laughs> so he's close. He's close to the czars, the royal family. So he's he's in. He's fucking there. He's got the ear of the most yeah. powerful people in the country, and. Everyone is a little bit like. Um, yeah. uh, also, he was born a peasant this? as well. This is this is the other thing. So, if mm. you were, uh, th- this is another reason why Rasputin, like like you say, leaned into it was because mm. he uh, he was born impoverished in Siberia, 
1872, or was it 69? Which one was it? It might have been 69. Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know when he was actually 18, 1869, I think. Hmm. I, said, I don't know why okay. I said 1872. 1869 he was born, um, impoverished in Siberia. Um, and apparently he actually left the village he lived in because he was going to escape. He was trying to escape punishment for having stolen horses. Um, <laughs> uh, so Just like he was mom. he was yeah. not a wealthy man. <laughs> to have found himself no. in such a position of influence, like you would use that. Now it's weird actually because the the thing about the aspirin, which is almost single handed, like that's why he cured the boy. Yeah. yeah, it is why he cured the boy. But they didn't know that a- a- aspirin had anti-clotting agents until the 1950s, apparently. Wow. Jeez. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So this, and I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there for implying that Rasputin knew. I'm saying that Rasputin was making shit up and getting away with it. Yeah, he mm. he was very. He rolled the yeah. fucking dice, and he was very lucky. He's just like, ah, uh, make him stop taking his medication. Yeah, and if you find yourself that close to the royal family, you're yeah. not going to let that go, are you? If that's, you were, that's, a, that's it. If you, a, came, if you came from where Rasputin came from. As someone yeah. who would, I imagine, he as he was, like, kind of passing himself off as a mystic, the first thing, like, 101 is, like, anyone taking medication? Listen, I'm a mystic. Say, fuck the medication. Absolutely. Do what I say. And it's like, he didn't know. He was just like, ah, fuck it. Just stop taking it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. He didn't know what he was doing. No. How could he? No. He is the biggest... Yeah. He's like like an open mic. He's Yuri Geller. That's what he is. <laughs> Yuri Geller. He is. He's Yuri Geller, but with better smarts. Yeah. Yes. And he didn't like, and there was no James Gandhi around to um to debunk fuck his... him up on TV. Yeah. 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 There's no TV, so he's like, fuck it, I can get away with this forever. Yeah. I think Rasputin really courted the controversy. I don't think he bought an awful lot of the stuff he was peddling. Because he would like, yeah, of course. He would do things like he'd go into a trance and start going, "Oh, yeah. I'm gonna heal things," and you know, put curses on people. And I think, a, I think an awful lot of it is showmanship. I, I totally imagine him doing that and then like catching the eye of like a, a handmaiden, like winking at her, yeah. and then like keep That's going, even like, "Whoa!" Ah! Well, he had a voracious sexual appetite, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he loved so, a bone. Just no. as you said that, Chris, I'm like, I just pictured him and his fucking beard, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, just <laughs> him like going for it. Is is there's both- a, there's um like there there was uh wasn't it the guy who tried to have us have him assassinated like set him up with a bunch of basically like cool girls yeah um and got them to take pictures on some old camera yeah uh, and. Like, there's just pictures of Rasputin, like, partying naked with these babes. <laughs> and then when they went, we've got these pictures of you, Rasputin, and he was like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? I'll He's look, like, yeah. I look hot in all of his pictures. He looked like a fucking Don. With <laughs> angle on my Partying with a bunch of girls, yeah. Like, with his giant penis. Uh, <laughs> so those pictures are online, right? We could... <laughs> you get it all in there. Very yeah, he probably asked to be like, no, 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 you need to be further back. So that's fine. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness! You know, this, there's this uh, there's this theory that uh, um, uh, DB Cooper is actually Tommy Wiseau. I think Rasputin yeah. is actually Tommy Wiseau. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you think Tommy Wiseau is 150 years old? I, I think I think DB Cooper is actually <gasps> Rasputin. That's Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. I've I've met, and he's about five foot four maximum. Well, yeah. we don't so know. I Rasputin. mean, like Rasputin could have been wearing lifts. Rasputin was nearly six foot, which nearly six sound- foot. Yeah, which doesn't sound that tall now, 
but uh, back a hundred years ago in Russian society, he was he he did he was like fairly seem, tall, right? like he towered above. And, well, and the beard, the beard was fairly foreboding. Beard, scary eyes, yeah, stinky boy. Yeah, he smelled. <laughs> he looks like He's someone who boy. stunk. He looked like he'd smell like. You know, have you ever been in a cow shed? Doesn't even have any cows in it, and you're like, oh, there's been cows in here, aren't they? Yeah, that's you're right. Smell it, like. it smells like it smells like their piss and not their shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's not a slurry stink. That's it's just yeah, like, it's that's, like, it's yeah. like they've pissed they've pissed all over this hay. There's ammonia and wood in here. This hay is covered in piss. This hay is covered in piss. Chris goes on stage and goes, guys, what do you reckon Rasputin smelled like? And they're like, oh my God, it's the Rasputin guy again. Oh. Get your amazing. <laughs> film it, film it. He's amazing. Yeah, he definitely, I, I fucking, we went to a city farm recently, so I know the exact smell you're talking about. I'm like, it's, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rasputin's, um, you smell him before he ra- walks to the it. room. That's it. Like, like oh, horse shit doesn't smell bad. No. Horse piss. Oh, oh baby. What the fuck is that in my nose? It's gross. Yeah. Um. So he's yeah he's he's just kind of fucking around and he's and but he's lucky. He's getting lucky, Rasputin. But mm. he's like making these. He's just calling shit out. He's like, don't do this, do this, and then it works. And he's making such yeah. a uh, such a name for himself that mm. obviously tensions are. By this, I mean they're 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 so high that a revolution was not long to follow. Brewing, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, uh, the the very fact that he was aligned with the royal family just made a lot of people hate him by association. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which and that also means that a lot of the press. So that's why a lot of the press depicted him unfavorably, mm-hmm. um, like quite quite unfavorably as well as this kind of like antichrist almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the guy that had um, he'd been a mentor and then turned against Rasputin and denounced him. The uh, Guseva, who had uh, been a follower of this guy and then tried to kill Rasputin, Iliador was the name of the priest that she yes. was um, following. Uh, following mm-hmm. uh, who had denounced Rasputin, he was a radical conservative and anti-Semite. Mm. Uh, which was very popular back then. And he'd been like, part of a he'd been part of a like a cabal of establishment figures mm-hmm. who had attempted to like drive a wedge between Rasputin and the Romanovs. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but this didn't this didn't work, and so Iliador, because of this, was banished from Saint Petersburg and defrocked. Yes. Oh shit. And are we going to find out what happened to him? Because I think it's amazing. In my head, <laughs> so, when you said defrocked, they just pull it up over his head. But like, like, give it's, us it's, that. And it's really stiff and, he's, and he's, just he's, stays. His dick and balls are just hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just got naked. a swimming hat on and yeah. his little brown egg. And they, <laughs> like, they come and tap his head. They tap his head. Like, and he's like, aww. Get out of your little brown egg. Off you go. Get out of your, your little brown egg. Well, be on your way. And Chris... Can we say where he ended up eventually? We well, yeah, we can. But in a minute, we'll get to in it. a minute, I'll, 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 because the thing is amazing. I'll hand the reveal over to you, Suze, because because um, look at me, I'm itching. Seva said that she acted alone because she'd read about Rasputin in the newspapers mm-hmm. uh, and fell for the propaganda and said that he was an antichrist. Uh, yeah, right. Um, uh, but the police and Rasputin himself thought that Iliador had 
instigated this assassination attempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he fled the country before he could be questioned over to Yusuz. Okay, so he fled the country um, and he did end up living in New York, working as a janitor. He died in the 50s. What the fuck? Yep. He worked as a janitor at the MetLife Insurance Tower. Holy shit. He did. And he died in the fucking 50s. Literally He died in 1952. 52. There we go. Fucking hell. What the fuck? He wrote mm-hmm. a book about Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. Yep. Uh, uh, he wrote a semi-autobiographical book, semi-autobiographical book about Rasputin. Uh, he co-wrote the song with Boney M. He, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get oh the my god! I, I think he like, was the one who provided he, the line. He was like, "Now there was a cat who really was oh, gone." This is going to blow your mind, Masood. He's the guy dancing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he's bony. He's bony. <laughs> um, <laughs> he played himself so, in a film about Rasputin. One of Fucking I'm hell. not kidding. One of the people who supported Iliador because mm. Iliador changed his name to Sergey, Sergey mm-hmm. Trufanov. Mm-hmm. Um, Trufanov. Great yeah. name. So he um, <laughs> he was uh, supported in his memoir about Rasputin yeah. by Gorky, Maxim Gorky. What the fuck? Oh, holy shit! Jesus! Five times Nobel Prize nominee, Gorky. Fuck it! Wow! Uh, fuck yeah. me! Uh, because Gorky had hoped Gorky had hoped that his that um, Iliador's story would discredit the SARS family. Right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it sounds like a crazy janitor in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking shit. Yeah. So is it back to He Russia? had gone, um, uh, yeah, so he had gone into hiding mm. uh, and was one of the people that concocted a plan to kill Rasputin in early 1916. Mm. Uh, he tried to buy bribe the uh, Tsarina, who was um, uh, Alexandra, uh, the yeah. mo- the mother of Alexei who um, had fallen for Rasputin's. He just seemed like a very silly woman. Yeah. Mm. So um, uh, uh, in June 1916, which was obviously about what six months before Rasputin actually was killed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Iliador sailed to New York. The silent film, The Fall of the Romanovs. Yeah, he, he played, played himself. himself in 1917. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, this guy is a fame-hungry boy. He probably did spend 30 years very bitter that he ended up a janitor because yeah. he used to be, like, an influencer. Yeah. I just imagine him, Instagram like, guy. mopping the fucking MetLife building and just, like, just cursing in Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was only about 40 yeah. when he ended up in New York and he would have well, just been like, Yeah, oh, so in actually 1918, up. he returned to Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. And he offered, oh yeah, didn't he end up working for Lenin? He offered his services to Lenin Jesus. and he lived for several years back there. But in 1922, he took his family back to New York City where he became a Baptist and worked as a janitor in the Metropolitan Life Insurance Tower. I really like the idea. He spent, his family, the, he spent like, the, we the remainder really of his like life New in New York City. But yeah. there is another little detail about this. Yeah, he, put, he was in the film The Fall of the Romanovs as himself. Mm-hmm. The following year in 1918, he published his book. Mm. But then this guy... Casimir Pelenes corresponded with the American Jewish Committee and he claimed to be mm-hmm. Iliador's agent. <laughs> what? But do you know who uh, Casimir Pelenes is? No. No. Who is that? Casimir Pelenes, also known as Casimir Palmer, also known as Casimir Palmer Pelenes, was a private investigator 
a British secret agent <gasps> and a spotter for Scotland Yard. Oh, yes, I do now know who this okay. guy is. Yes! Uh, he was a spotter for Scotland Yard, but he was recruited by Piotr Rakowski as an informant mm. for Russian Okhrana to work among Latvian terrorists. Mm-hmm. Oh, he shit. testified at the Houndsditch murders trial, uh, mm-hmm. which is also known as the Siege of Sydney Street, and that was in January uh, 1911. Uh, his occupation was given as an interpreter to uh, Thames Police Court. And then in 1917, as a British intelligence format, he caused the arrest of Leon Trotsky in Nova Scotia by British <gasps> naval authorities. Yes. Oh, holy uh, shit. And then uh, Casimir accused Trotsky of carrying $10,000, which he alleged had been provided by pro-German sources. No such money was found on Trotsky or the people that Trotsky was with at the time. But nevertheless, Trotsky was arrested and interred. Jesus. Um, so this is like, this is what I mean. Like, there are all links here from yeah, it's possible fine. ways for us to jump forward. But we're talking about Rasputin. So, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. To go back to Rasputin, this was from the failed assassination attempt where he miraculously got better when he was lucky. He just survived. Yeah, he was just super lucky. He was, and, 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 he, and he was never quite right ever again. Like, no. he felt like shit for the rest of his life yeah. after this. Yeah. Um, right. It is also worth pointing out that he was. Stabbed in the stomach. Yeah. Mm. And it gave him a... Well, or it exacerbated a, a thing that he already had. And it's important for later. Mm. Um, not much later, because we're getting to it. Because in yeah. 1916... Bearing in mind, uh, Iliador had fled in June 1916 after a failed attempt to kill Rasputin. Mm-hmm. In December 1916, uh, there was a group of like Russian nobles... Like so, there was uh, the the main guy is called Yusupov, Felix Yusupov, and mm-hmm. he was a prince, Prince Felix, uh, a grand duke named Dmitry Pavlovich, and there was a right wing politician called Vladimir Purishkevich, and right. they decided that Rasputin's influence over the royal family, well specifically Alexandra, but the Romanovs as a whole, mm. they were they they grow they grew increasingly concerned that his influence was poisoning the empire it threatened mm. their their empire so they decided that they were going to kill him they led him to uh prince felix's palace which is just a big house big grand old house yeah yeah not really a palace you call this if you look at the um if you look at the pictures it looks like a nice townhouse <laughs> this I is just think. nice townhouse i live in palace I'm look this, it up. Is, I'm look uh, it up. this is bullshit but i'll go in because there are drinks and women's called yeah, Moika, women. Moika palace <laughs> how's that spelled it's just on the river so it looks like a row of townhouses Moika palace. m-o-i-k-a palace yeah. So he, oh, yeah. I mean, actually, him. this building looks like I've got I've got family in Vienna because the the Schneiders, which is my mum's side of the family, they're Viennese, and it there's quite a lot of buildings in Vienna that look a lot like this. But it, but like like it's amazing, and I'm sure it's huge. Mm. But yeah, like you say, this isn't it's like it's not a mansion. The most incredible. Well, I mean, palace. The, yeah, because I think it's worth pointing out that like there's a reason that like left wing politics like surged up at this point in Russia mm, mm-hmm. because and was so anti-monarchy. Yeah. But even then, like if that's 
It's because there was like a, a, a decadence, like and that permeated through the twentieth century. So like mm-hmm. part of this East West Cold War that eventually happened between Russia, like the Soviet Union, and, yeah. and us basically, was because yeah. they, it was it was against decadence. Um, yeah. Uh, they they saw the West as decadent, and that was a knock-on effect of this anti-monarchy feeling that drew the Bolsheviks to rise up and mm. um, rebel, revolt. And Rasputin was a key ingredient in that because he was so... Not only was he so closely linked to the royal family, but he also was p- painted to be this villain, so everybody thought that Rasputin was a bad influence on already ineffective and bad leaders. Yeah, right, gotcha. Yeah. So it's like, so, get rid of him. We can. I mean, we like, to be honest, uh, regardless of Rasputin, the revolution probably would have still happened. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah he didn't create. No, no he was. He didn't exist in a vacuum. No, but he was yeah. a great villain for yes. people yeah. to like direct their. That's it. It's like how Trump is a symptom. He's not a disease. Yeah. I would. I'm really interested to talk more about Rasputin after we get through the story because. It's like, do you think? Oh, we'll get to this in a minute. Anyway, we'll. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. But um, the actual attempt to kill him, they lured him to the the, the palace, mm. and Damn. this was because obviously this is also worth pointing out that the uh, Russians followed a different calendar at this point, even in oh. 1916. Oh, okay. The no Gregorian, Gregorian calendar. Yeah. Uh, is that where Sunday is the first day of the week? Because if it is, fuck those guys. Well, it, no, it's because no. This is actually a very good point and quite this timely for fun. when we're recording this. But it meant the Russians were late to the Olympics one year because they followed a different <laughs> calendar. Really? It's true. Look oh, it up. Shit. That's amazing. It's true. The Russians were oh, late. Sorry, we didn't know. Yeah, they were late to. Uh, uh, or were they early? One of the one of the it's two. Nineteen oh eight. Because they were following the the wrong calendar. They Jesus. turned up to the Olympics at the wrong time. That's Amazing. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, in December 1916, mm. Felix had uh, lured him there. And this is where the story gets a little bit out of control. Because if you believe the actual myth, Rasputin just wouldn't fucking die. Yeah, yeah. That, like, everything they did to him should kill a man. So, yeah. they, um, they say, so yeah. first of all, they lured him and they fed him cakes that were poisoned. Yes. Yeah, cyanide. And then yeah. they dr- and then he drank wine that they had poisoned. Yeah. And yeah. he ate he ate liberally, he drank like a fish. Well, they were his favorite food. They were like lovely cream cakes and he and loved to drink wine. And they didn't have any effect. They were laced with mm-hmm. poison that would kill 10 men and he yeah. Yeah. he felt no effects. Mm-hmm. And then perturbed by this, they fucking shot him. <laughs> like four times. Mm-hmm. They shot him in the chest. And then they were like, shit. The plan was that one of them was going to disguise themselves as Rasputin so he would be seen leaving the house alive. <laughs> so shit. That's such and a so they plan. went in disguise as Rasputin, leaving him at the townhouse, the palace. Mm. They left him there and then they went back like as themselves, not dressed as Rasputin anymore, to go and deal with the body. But uh, when they got back there, he leapt up and attacked them. Mm-hmm. So they shot him again, <laughs> and ah, then imagine like ah! yeah. So then he managed to break away, and this is this is the story that I know. He left the house, stumbled out towards the river because the ter- like the palace is right on the river. Yeah, he stumbled towards the river. Mm-hmm. They shot him again, and then once in the head. 
Mm. Right. And then they bundled him in a bag and they threw him in the river. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just pushed him in the river. I mean, it, it, and then he floated, uh, floated down the river. I don't know, like a, a distance, and then he washed yeah. up. And then the people that found him found him still breathing. Fuck. Like, yeah. The poison, the gunshots, including yeah. one in the head, and the, there's then some tell of his body being dismembered and he was stabbed and they hacked his penis off. Yes. Uh, yeah, because oh, he digs yes. in a museum. That's right, yes. What is it? And that is the mystery of Rasputin. Was he really that difficult to kill? Yeah. Mm. Answer, no. no. <laughs> uh, there are reasons why the cakes and the wine didn't kill him. There are reasons why the gunshots didn't kill him. And he did. He was dead before they threw him in that yeah. river. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the story of him being found still breathing is a lie. Yeah. Uh, the post-mortem found his penis attached to his body. Yes. And he's actually his daughter wrote a book um, ah. where she said he couldn't have sweet things because it gave him an acid reflux, so he would never yeah. eat anything like cakes. Yeah. That was exacerbated by being stabbed in the stomach. Two years uh, earlier, yeah. So yeah, he wouldn't right. eat sweet yeah. things. So it's basically the 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 story of him being really difficult to kill is a continuation of this idea of him being a mystical villain. Mm. Yeah, beforehand. it's the myth that permeates yeah. over the truth. Yeah, but it has given him like a, a huge degree of notorious. That's why yeah. he's sort of like. I mean, there is actually a picture <laughs> of his dead body. Yes, with yeah. the bullet wound in his forehead yeah mm. i just love the thing of like okay so plan is you go out you pretend to be rasputin okay hey i'm just rasputin walking around <laughs> who wants to see my big dick yeah and then they like pull it out and it's really little and they go oh that's not rasputin rasputin <laughs> here i am okay go behind bush take off clothes okay, here <laughs> he's like i'm just normal guy now <laughs> they, they, his dick is in a, <laughs> takes a off jar. the wig and he goes <laughs> and they're like, oh, you do little brown egg bit. It's very bad. It's very he, bad. He, um, his dick is in a museum in a big jar, right? It's this huge dick in a big jar. Hey, Masood, you know you can Google a picture of Rasputin's dick in a um, jar. Where are you, Suze? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's a horse It's a horse cock. I'm, I'm, I'm... It's a horse dick in a jar. His dick was never cut off. Or put no, it was in a never. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... And, and the one that's in the jar, you wouldn't want to put it up here no it's very grim <laughs> you wouldn't want to splish splash take a bath with that with that splish splash take a bath another bony m hit <laughs> <laughs> that's the true bony m that dick in a jar it's just a horse dick it's a dick in someone a jar someone put a horse dick in a jar um probably shergar's dick your mum probably cut it off she probably did <laughs> <laughs> she was like it was part of the deal masood what was i supposed to do say no <laughs> Yeah, he definitely died before uh, all that other crazy there shit There was happened. no water in his lungs in the post Yes, so no. um, this idea of him still being alive when he went in the water, not true. No. Yeah. Because what actually happened, because what was it like, He they just got him into that room. He didn't eat any of the cakes, he didn't drink any of the wine. Well, he probably drank some of the wine. And then, um, uh, if you want to know, I mean, like, no one will ever really know what happened. But to be yeah. honest, what probably happened is, is that they cornered him in the room and shot him. And threw him shot in the yeah. yeah, that's like no CCTV. Exactly. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that this sort of like fear that people had about him. That then it was like, can he ever really die? 
because they yeah. actually exhumed his body and burnt it. Um, yeah, like, and he was still alive when they took <laughs> yeah. him up. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> Yeah, he, he, walks like, ah! he was he like Will Ferrell like in Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has the like man on fire thing you rarely see in films anymore where you're like, mm. fucking hell, he's still around. Oh, Jesus. He's screaming <laughs> as he does it. <sighs> Notoriously difficult stunt, that. Very, very tough. Is it? The yeah, man on fire you just, stunt? You don't see it anymore because I think it's A, expensive and B, incredibly hard because it's like, yeah, you're on fire. But also, um, also computers can do it. Computers can do it. It's cheaper to do it on just, computers. Just it? add um, some flame. It'll probably do it in After Effects. Yeah. yeah. Probably can do it. Which I've never learned to use. So he was murdered in December 1916. It was in March 1917 that Tsar Nicholas eventually abdicated the throne. So not that long afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and under pressure. He wasn't just like, look, you know what? Yeah. This has now, been going on long because enough. Because when the Tsar the abdicated the throne, when Tsar Nicholas gave up power in March yeah. mm. um, that was when they exhumed Rasputin's body and burnt it a detachment of soldiers did that because they didn't want Rasputin's grave to become a rallying point for supporters of the royal oh, family following shit. the revolution okay right 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 yep. so they're like right we better we better fucking nip this shit in the bud mm-hmm. let's get this mm-hmm. out of here burn that he's still alive so, I don't give a shit burn it nah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get rid yeah. uh, so and there is another theory that could explain later tensions because some people think that the British Secret Service were involved in that assassination plan on Rasputin. Ooh. Oh, really? uh, yeah, so apparently, according to the theory, the theory goes is that British agents were not comfortable that Rasputin was urging Tsar Nicholas to make a separate peace with Germany because this was while World War One was happening. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, well underway. Yeah. So uh, it was the midpoint. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they British intelligence did not like the idea that Rasputin was urging Nicholas to make a separate peace with Germany because that would allow Germany to concentrate its military efforts on the Western sure. Front. Right. Um, so <clears throat> even though this theory is quite prominent, but there are different branches of it, they all seem to just point to this idea that British secret agents and remember. There is that one guy who was acting as pretending to be the showbiz agent of Iliador. Yes. Yeah. I like the fact he had an accent like the one we're doing. Like, hey, everybody, I'm yeah. Russian. And they're like, he always speaks English. It's weird. It's yeah. like the third series of Killing Eve where they just can't even be asked to speak Russian anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. As everyone's she just goes, English. I speak English now. Deal with it. <laughs> um, all, all of these theories, the general gist is, is that British secret agents... They were actually directly involved in planning of the assassination attempt and carrying it out under the command of two people called Samuel Hoare. Grow mm. up! Don't, don't laugh. He was the first. Vi- he was first Viscount Templewood, so he was a knight. He was also a knight of the realm, Sir Samuel oh. Hoare, and he was a senior British Conservative politician who served in various cabinet posts in the Conservative and National governments in the 1920s and 30s. So at this oh. point, he wasn't quite there, mm-hmm. but he mm. would have been in uh, British intelligence at that point. Uh, He was apparently a senior figure in this plot, as was Oswald Rayner, who, Mm -hmm. uh, he was a genuine British agent in Russia during World War One, and he is believed by some to have been involved in the final murder plot against Rasputin. Mm -hmm. I just picture him in that that room with all of them, like they're all 
properly dressed as czars, but he's like wearing a ridiculous like like almost czar outfit that someone had poorly yeah. researched. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Two bright colors, and he's like, "Yes, let us give him some <laughs> more vodka." Like proper, it also says, cosplay. "It also says that um, yeah, from a play, from it a says here that play. even though even though Oswald Rayner is considered by some people to have been a key figure in the plot against Rasputin, mm. the archives mm. of the British intelligence service do not hold a single document linking him, Hoare, or any British agent." Or diplomat to the murder of Rasputin, but they wouldn't, would they? Well, of course not. They wouldn't be like. I don't oh, think you can say that because the Secret Service doesn't have a document about something that it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not secret. saying it yeah, did. I'm not saying it did happen. Yeah. But what I am saying is you can't point to the absence of evidence in paperwork. Well, this as, goes yeah. the, like this is a real conspiracy theorist thing. Like if there's not film footage showing something happened, and I'll go further, if there's not film footage from several angles and sources <laughs> seeing something yes. happen, they will suggest didn't happen then. And we will talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the point is, is that when it comes to sort of like secret intelligence work mm. from a hundred years ago, mm. the fact that there is no paper, paper trial doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, like, you can't write this off, I don't think, because there is a really good reason there for the British to want Rasputin out of the way if yeah. you were yeah. to follow that train of thought anyway there's another link here because oswald rayner went to oxford university with none other than prince felix yusupov whose house rasputin was murdered in oh shit ah. oh hey felix i hear you got a really good house on the river yes it is it's very nice for murder <laughs> why did you mention that i was, I was just saying he had a why nice did you house. why did you turn 90 degrees and look into the distance no reason no reason <laughs> oh, don't worry about it it's not important <laughs> so to be fair a lot of historians don't think that the british had uh, mm. much to do with it right. uh, so there's no convincing evidence that places any british agents at the murder scene which i suppose no. is fair enough yeah well it's yeah. it's funny that because i think like i feel like russia was definitely keep cleaning up house in house if you know what i mean at the time mm -hmm. they're very much like look we can do that ourselves because they had a lot of crazy shit I, happening there um really trying to get my head around the fact that like quite recently in history yeah in like a country is like i mean it happens all of the time now where regimes get overthrown mm-hmm but the idea of a country rising up and killing their royal family. <laughs> That's mad. <laughs> Can you, like, imagine that happening now? Yeah, I'll, in oh this my country? God. No, absolutely not. Like, it's. And they, didn't, not... they, they dragged them into a basement and shot them all, didn't they? That's that, really... that, that, Well, yeah, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that next week, Masood. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do Anastasia. Um, it's, uh, it's absolutely <gasps> boggles my mind. Journey to the world. <laughs> That's uh, a DreamWorks film. <laughs> wasn't Meg Ryan the voice Don't of Anastasia fail in that? me now she wasn't the fucking singing voice but yeah, yeah. Angela Lansbury's <laughs> in it as well oh yeah oh. as the teapot <laughs> <laughs> that is the story of Rasputin I mean like the, the, I mean, uh, Rasputin probably lived a colourful life before all of this but for of our course. intents and purposes it was it was the mystery it, around it the was murder his, of Rasputin uh, yeah it was the mystery of his death mm -mm. or the, like the legend of his death, but also yeah. his proximity to the royal family and what this might have kicked of course. off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So his daughter, like I say, survived until 1977. Mm -hmm. Yes. She, uh, after the, uh, I mean, do you know what? When like you get these sort of like huge moments in history, 
and obviously life carried on after it we're testament to that but like life carrying (laughs) on life carrying on immediately after that is what fascinates me so yeah basically like she it's like after the bolshevik revolution Mm. she became a lion tamer I, I mean, it's yeah, it's a jump. It's, so it's a hell of a jump. But who else it's would so have? Good. I mean, I can't imagine her not being a lion tamer. Yeah, it would. Thing. Yeah, it's like I'm Rasputin's daughter. I tame lions. There's a great photograph of her in 1932 being a circus performer. Oh, I'm gonna look at this. Yeah, Rasputin's daughter, Maria Rasputina. Here she is. Is that the one where she's got like the weird sort of crown on, in like a magic wand? Yeah. Ah, yeah. look at her. She's got his eyes. Yeah, she You'll have your father's eyes. There's a picture of her with a lion, and yeah. she's literally like, the lion is too much. Just so, yeah. But she's so nonplussed. She's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So then when it gets There's to 1930, you've got press actually just sort of like doing full interviews with her because yeah. that's 14 years after Rasputin died. Like, to put yeah, that back like on it's all ancient like, history. It's absolutely bonkers to me that, mm. like, I mean, I met my grand personally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was born three years after Rasputin died. Right. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. That's mad. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how time works, I guess. There it? are people who are still alive who it's not. Oh, they'll remember Rasputin. Died. <laughs> yeah, there are you're people right. People who are alive who are alive now. Yeah. Who were alive when Rasputin died? Yeah, and yeah. which is crazy. And, and also, like, yeah. So there's that woman in France. Because he feels like three hundred years. There's ago. that woman in France, isn't there? Who was like she's a hundred and twenty or something. She's a hundred yeah. hundred and twenty. Like, oh, what? The one who's the oldest woman yeah, who ever so lived? Yeah, so she'd be she 16 when 16 Rasputin. when Rasputin died. Wow. Like, oh, is there a woman now who's I thought she was like 120, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, I'm going to look up oldest woman. Oldest woman. Here we go. So the oldest woman ever was born in 19, 1875. Yeah, oldest woman ever. Died in 1997. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she's called Jeanne And she, So she was born... Three years after Rasputin, yeah. and she died in 1997. That's crazy. It's crazy, Jesus. isn't it? We were all alive. We were all at school. Yeah. Um, so who's the woman who's alive now? Living. Kane Tanaka is still alive. She is Japanese. Oh, she's she like was born in. She was born in 1903. Yeah. So she, she was 13. Was 13 when Rasputin. When Rasputin died. Jesus. Yeah. She's 118. 118. Now. Sorry. Yeah. And I bet if we asked her, we were like, hey, so Rasputin, what do you think? She'd be like, that guy, I'd suck his dick. She yeah. has a Russian accent. Oh, you have to. And you're talking about Rasputin. Maria also had children yeah. and grandchildren. And they're still mm. alive now. Oh, let's see if we so, can get interviews Okay, with so Maria, and this is kind of why I wanted to get onto a little bit before we stop talking about like the legend oh, of Rasputin compared to yeah. what the man actually probably maybe was like. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So Maria said, and she wrote a memoir all about Rasputin, her father, because she loved him. She said that all of this stuff about him being evil and depraved was mm. propaganda that right. people okay. had fallen for. Yeah, sure, he might have been a chancer and like yeah, pretending he was, he was a, a mystic healer. He was a grifter um, who loved the so bone zone. She yeah. has told her own grandchildren that her father, Rasputin, taught her to yeah. be generous. And one of the things she said was, he told her she should never leave home with empty pockets, but should always give something to the poor. Aww. And apparently, her granddaughter, she recalled in 2005 that according mm. to Maria, 
Rasputin, her infamous great-grandfather, was a simple man with a big heart who loved Russia, God, and the Tsar. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. But, the, I mean, the thing is, is that we know what propaganda is like, so yeah. it can cause a lot of people to believe stuff, and if that's perpetuated by this notorious myth of his death, the fact that he wouldn't die, because somebody mm. who won't die after being shot, poisoned, stabbed, and then thrown in the river, mm. that, well, that sounds conjures like up evil. this image of somebody like evil <laughs> yeah yeah, de- yeah a demon-like person now, who's uh... what do you think about what rasputin was actually like Suze? do you think this his evilness was exaggerated well i think it's i think it's non-existent i think this guy is like the original grifter he's obviously not the original grifter but you know what i mean yeah. he's the sort of um person who's this is you know pre-internet pre-computers he's going I can use infamy for my own gains. I think he was incredibly smart, incredibly um, audacious, and he knew how to trick his way into high society and become a man of influence. And that's a powerful drug. Like, power is a powerful drug, and he found a way to have power. But I don't think he was tyrannical. I think he loved to... I think he loved to bone. (laughs) And he liked to live the high life. And he found a way to do that. Yeah. And he found he found that people loved. They were like, "Oh my god, that guy! He's kind of crazy. Look at him. He's got crazy eyes." And Rasputin was probably like, "Yeah, crazy eyes, right?" And he'd go like, and play up to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just uh, look around and people were like, "Oh shit, it's that fucking crazy guy again." He's like, and "That's it." Yeah. And he was smart enough. I I I believe he was smart enough to figure out like. This fucking aspirin. I don't think he knew what haemophilia was or what aspirin did, but he was like, every time they give that kid aspirin, the kid gets worse. And so he'd go, don't treat him. I'm just thinking of him. Yeah. I don't think he genuinely thought he was healing the kid no. by his thoughts. Um, but everybody else did, and that's that all the that matter. important, yeah. It was, the, it was yeah. the winking as he was, like, healing him. You know, he's like, whoa, yeah, turned into, like, the whoa. little... There's, a, there's probably, like... There's probably some truth in the fact that he found he, himself in a position of influence, so he... Yeah, used it to influence the czar. Mm-hmm. Of course, and it's, yeah. so like yeah. that is going to be worrying to opponents of Tsar Nicholas. Let's see. I think there's an I mean? awful lot of jealousy as well. Like people were jealous of charisma, and Rasputin was walking charisma. Yeah, How much charisma do you think of it was uh, was was classism? Because bearing in mind he was a peasant. Oh, he was, uh, oh, he was definitely he that yeah. was yeah, hundred percent. And also, this is like we were saying earlier. Are we defending Rasputin? Of... Is this a Rasputin? I love him. <laughs> this is an this is an era of terrible anti-Semitism, and anti-Semitism was a term that was basically invented towards the end of the nineteenth uh, century, hmm. um, because they were like, "Well, we'll call it anti-Semitism because then it's not racism." Like anti-Semitism is just racism, but it's dressed up as this term for the last hundred and fifty years, so it can be separate from racism. And it was really fashionable to be a big old anti-Semite in the early part of the twentieth century. I think Rasputin, who's not Jewish at all, but I think it all links up. Right. I think it all links up. There's this element of like different is bad, and he's different. Mm. And it was cool to think that way as long as you didn't dress it up as. Well, I just hate them because they're different. You could say, no, it is actually bad. Yeah. He was depicted in like political cartoons and articles and stuff as a like a demon. Like a, Yeah. yeah. I, I saw some earlier and there's like one of him like was like reaching around and grabbing a woman's boob. Yeah, so like there's yeah. one actually where yeah, so there's one where um it's the the Tsar and the Tsarina mm. and they're like little 
figures. Oh, yeah. And then and he's, he's like, looming over them. Yeah. He's like with the mm. big beard and the... Mm. It's, it's totally... Yeah, like what Sue said is like this thing of here's somebody who literally walked in through the front door of yes. the fucking palace and was like, I'm here, baby. And they're like, yeah, what the fuck? It's fuck? me. Yeah. And the, and all these royals were like, ah, ha, ha, that Rasputin, he's a real cut up. They yeah. like, they fuck it. They thought he was great. It was like Chris doing his type five on mm. Rasputin. Exactly. They're like, this guy's a genius. Like, it was just like, it's amazing. And then Masu's like, but what about little what Brownie? About? <laughs> and they're like, get out of here. And they're like, shut down. up, shut up, Iliador Masood. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, Masood. there was that. So I think there was a lot of jealousy and people will do anything to, to big up their jealousy to make it sound valid. And yeah. I think that went into overdrive over a period of years. Like Rasputin was there for a yeah. while. So like it wasn't like to, it wasn't just towards week. the end of his life. Yeah. yeah. This isn't like, oh, for two years he was around and then they killed him. He was around for a long uh, time. Yeah. He was over a decade. Yeah. I think, yeah, he definitely the regarding the myth of his death, I think like he they they shot him. No one knows what happened mm. in the room, but they definitely shot him. Yeah, I mean, like, and, just him in a I mean, like, and also, he was shot in the head. That's probably what killed him. Yeah. I think that would kill him. Do you think? Do you reckon? I reckon. I reckon they they probably went for a few body shots, and they're like, body. yeah, Fuck you can it. see the picture of his dead body with the the uh, the, the head shot. The head. Yeah. But it's like, what oh, sto- yeah. what version of the story had you heard, Masood? Well, I'd heard pretty much a, a thing of him. The story I'd heard is that, yeah, he, he basically trekked across Russia, waltzes into the fucking palace, and is like, what's up, everybody? Hangs out, <laughs> chats shit for years. But yeah, exactly. Like, no one really, like, they like him, but some people were like, who's this fucking guy? Like, yeah. he's he's kind of poisoning what we've got going on here, as we sort of mm. covered. And I did hear the same story about him uh, getting poisoned and then But not and noticing sh- and just carrying on. And not and noticing like, and carrying yeah. on. But I think, yeah, the, the the thing I always thought was like, yeah, he, I think he just got away with it, what he could do. And there's probably yeah. other stuff that we don't know that he didn't get away with. You know, like he would have, there's definitely stuff he would have suggested people would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? As mm. those, you know, he's, yeah. as chances are, you don't hear about the shit that goes wrong. Not that anything went That's wrong, it. but you know, you don't hear about that other stuff. I think, yeah, he totally leaned into... I mean, why? Why the fuck else would you grow the beard? Look at that fucking beard! You don't just you know, <laughs> like that's part of his thing. He always He's, had it as well, didn't he? There's even yeah. photographs from when he was um, like uh, he grew busy. it when he was nine. Before he was in, uh, he grew it as a disguise so that they wouldn't catch him. They wouldn't catch him for stealing the horses. Stealing that horse. <laughs> but like he had this beard, even like so when he when he converted to religion, this huge, 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 huge beard. Yeah. On far- there's a picture of him on a farm with uh, with some of his children, big beard then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he always right. seemed to have it. And do you think it was a peasant thing? Like that class always had that beard. Well, I, I think mean, it, like I mean, it might have started out like that, but I think he knew that because and he everyone never else would have been rid of it. Everyone else would have been clean shaven, so he would have been like, "Look, I can hold power by being this fucking rough, crazy mm-hmm. looking dude." Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing as well. Is like his. He, he looks a bit like Alan Moore. Yeah. He does look like he Alan does. Moore. I think also yeah. the the propaganda around him plays into his death a lot too. So yeah, like obviously sure. we, you know we, oh, we yeah. obviously sort of cover the thing of like oh well he's this fucking mythical creature. Mm. Like why wouldn't they also just be like well let's kind mm. of fob around with that you know like keep that up. Yeah. Why not? Um That's it. 
Yeah, I think he he definitely. Do you think Alan Moore definitely fashioned his look off of Rasputin? But Alan Moore was like, I just love Rasputin. I just, I just, I, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, Rasputin's a big hero of mine. Can we look at us all doing our Alan Moore impressions? I don't know whether you've seen how big his dick is. <laughs> This is good content for new listeners. Absolutely. Welcome. I made a butter sculpture of <laughs> Rasputin's penis. Chris is still doing it. <laughs> I, 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 yep. Chris is like, hey guys, bit of a departure tonight. I'm like, are you going to do the Rasputin stuff? No. No. no Alan Moore butter He goes on, he's like, I'm doing five minutes, Alan Moore. Like, oh, do the Rasputin stuff. And then Masood's like, I can't believe he's doing that shit while putting on the swimming cap. And I'm like, like, oh. And then I just do stuff about the Olympics. <laughs> but I don't do jokes. I just go, Max Whitlock. Suze remembers things from the 1990s, but she doesn't remember any of my comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know what the Watchman is. I really like the blue guy. With the giant <laughs> dong, who I fashioned off of Rasputin. I liked his giant dong. He was called Rasputin. <laughs> Rasblutin. <laughs> oh, no. Chris, stop writing it down. Don't do it I'm in the act. It. It, it works. I'm writing it down now. right now. I'm writing it down stop right now. I'm writing it down. It down. Right oh, oh my god, I hate this guy's new comedy. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good starting point. Yes, great starting point. For, for where we're gonna go. And I think this Rasputin guy might come up in the view. And also, we are um, we're basically putting on a blindfold now and sort of like trudging our way through the 20th century, trying to. Make oh, links and make paths. Yes, we are, but don't tell them that. Okay. Shh, don't listen to that bit. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tie little knots. It's gonna be like writing an Edinburgh show. Yeah, it's basically we're basically Just doing the Pepe Silvio wall. That's what we're doing. <laughs> from uh, it all links back to Pepe Rasputin. Rasputin. We're back, baby. Yeah. Like that weird DreamWorks cartoon about dinosaurs called we're back remember that well that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun thanks chris thank you chris good old rasputin Um, if you want some partnership material to this check out dreamworks yeah (laughs) which features rasputin as a crazy mystic with a big magical stick even though technically he would be dead hang on a minute that dreamworks film anastasia rasputin is in it yeah yes he's the villain i have not seen it why is he the villain he was mates with anastasia and he was dead. He was dead at the time yeah. of the, the timeline. In of the this journey <laughs> to the past. Leave that in. It's like a song. Wow. From the- well, <laughs> that is the seal broken on season five. There we yeah, go. Yeah, this season five's just lost its virginity. A new it's theme series. Hyman broken. We're also on Patreon, by the way. Absolutely, yeah, we are. Check it out, uh, patreoncom mystery Lots of cool rocks. extra stuff. That's right, including baby. a road trip that Chris and I took, <laughs> and we recorded 15 minutes of fun stuff, but ended up recording over an hour of fun stuff. <laughs> we, you get to you get to hear about all the goofs we pull. Out it is like traffic. being in the car with comedians on the way back from a gig. It literally is. It literally yeah. is that. You can actually Even you, 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 you can sit. Close your eyes and imagine that you're asleep on the back seat listening to us. Yeah, if your someone's driving you, say put this on and then just like get cardboard cutouts of me and Chris. Or actually, you could have two people in the front, two seats, put wigs on them to make them look like me and Chris. Yeah. And then say, don't turn around, whatever you do. 
treat this like Orpheus in the Underworld. I'm Persephone. Move your head like you're talking. <laughs> you be the girl, and you be the guy. And they're like, sometimes we don't know which is which. Sue's just wind the window down. You wind the window down. Wind the window down. There is a bit where I wind the window down. And then you have to stop for snacks. And then you have to eat the exact snacks. Basically, you should send them the journey and the exact time and all the stops that you made. And yeah, you it sends them through the same roadworks. This entire That's trip. It. They'll have fun doing that because I cut some bits out, so they are going to get to Northampton way after us. <laughs> oh no! Oh really? Yeah. Shit, man. Anyway, it's really good. Check it out. And also, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com/slash mystery on the rocks. Rocks is spelled R-O-X. You can find us on Instagram. Same. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us. Just email us. Mystery on the rocks. Rocks is spelled C-K-S. Mystery on the rocks at gmail.com. Send us an email. Like we love to receive them um, if they're nice. If they're and if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that's really good. We get yeah. us more readers and that, right? Do that. Leave us a review. We recommend five stars. If you don't like what we do and just leave us one star, we will end up reading that review out. We'll probably have a really good time to be honest. Yeah, that'd be a lot. Of fun. Reviews, but don't leave us one. Leave us five stars. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. <gasps> Goodbye, everybody. Bye, little brown egg wizard. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.